0: and welcome in to Pace the Nation, broadcasting here from Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back for episode number 92. On our way to 100, alongside me, of course, to get us through this episode number 92, is to my left today, Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up?
1: Hey Chris, how's it going?
0: It's good. How are you?
1: It must have been nice that you could drive to the podcast today.
0: Oh, it was nice. Uh, We will get into your transportation woes. Those are always interesting for me and Doc's and the uh, audience as well. So we'll touch on that later in today's program. Also, of course, though, let's introduce our other co-host to my right today. It's William E. Docs.
2: Docs, what's up? Farley, if you drove to the studio today, I'm taking your car keys I away. I did. You did. I did. You. <sighs> I know. It's I, ridiculous. I do. We live
0: probably... Uh, I walked
2: fa- from your house. I parked <laughs> at your house. How could you drive here?
0: I was running a little late. As Again,
2: I think we t- we said before to everybody, uh, you all need to pick up the slack. Uh, yeah. Farley is, is ruining this uh, planet. Uh, and so we all got to just go a little bit more. All
0: right, well, we are going to totally pull back the curtain today. Uh, I mentioned that you guys are out of order because Mm -hmm. this is the new order. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are actually broadcasting from Studio 1A. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Studio 1A under construction for quite a while, and now it is Uh still under construction but mostly finished, so we are broadcasting uh, as we look outside – the window, we can see Trader Joe's, we can see the Clarendon Grill. We are yeah. actually in Clarendon, in the heart of Arlington County.
2: Yeah, for the first time ever. Hey, um, and you said that the studio is under construction still. Yes. Uh, we have our space, we're in here. We mm-hmm. still need to do a little bit of acoustical tuning. Yeah, that's true. There is a slight echo, which you probably didn't notice, but now that I mentioned <laughs> it, you can't get it out of your head. <laughs> it's
0: going to bother you the entire show. Uh, but we are... We did broadcast from, from uh, early Clarendon on, yeah. In the very, very early stages, but just to, again, to- totally pulling back the curtain. Uh, we have broadcasted uh, from a, a, a different location. We've just called it. An undisclosed location. Studio 1A. Mm -hmm. But now we are really at Studio 1A Mm -hmm. in Clarendon. I think that Joanna's going to be to my left and Doc's going to be on my right. So uh, I'm
2: going to have to get used to that.
1: Well, it's a new year. This is good. We needed the change. Yeah, we do need some
2: change. Also, if you uh, are really good at building shelves, Joanna would like to uh, hire you to (laughs) put shelves up in here. Because as we were talking about the construction, Joanna, I think... According to her, the blueprint in her head, we're getting 30 shelves installed. And so we may need some help with that. I don't think Steve can put 30 shelves in. So if somebody out there is really good at putting shelves up uh, and you want to volunteer your services, uh, give us a call. Well, thanks. You mentioned
0: Steve. Thanks to Steve Lyko for uh, setting up uh, most of the studio for us. You can see us as you walk by. Uh, Highland Street, down mm-hmm. Highland Street, there's a huge window, and, and we are looking outside. Right. And you could walk by and see us and wave and bang on the window.
2: Don't bang on the window, please. But <laughs> going forward, I think we're going to tweet out when uh, when we record so that you all can uh, congregate out here, like Good Morning America or whatever the other shows are. Uh, the Today Show. Yeah, the Today Show. Yeah. Make, make those clever signs yeah. and hold them up in the background. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we
0: will be here from now on here, Studio 1A, officially our new home. Very exciting news for the podcast. Uh, big show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited to be joined by... <laughs> someone just banged on the wall. Uh, excited to be joined by Lisa Reeves, race director for Pacers Running. Uh, sh- we, we, the, the Pacers Running races series is starting this week with the first down 5K on February 5th. So just a couple days away. She's going to tell us about that, tell us about other races. Uh Docs, uh, she was on the show. Uh-huh. So this is her second time this on. This is her second appearance. Yeah, so I think she was, she was on uh, an earlier episode. Right. And I remember you saying that you'd see her on the trail running. Have you guys kind of – and she Not ignored you. <laughs> Have you guys worked that out?
2: Oh, I, yeah, I think um – um. Now that you mention it uh i had I had forgotten that that's that's uh you know that's way in the past okay um, so you guys have, but i haven't seen her in a while and I, I don't think that has to do with her so much as me <laughs> right not being on the trail so much
0: all right well we will uh well let's let, we don't we don't need to bring that up again mm-hmm. uh, but she will be on the program today in studio uh here at uh studio one a so excited about that uh has got a new car, and we're going to talk about her, her uh her trip from New Jersey to DC and then we'll check in to see and how apparently this
2: that's where the journey ended.
0: <laughs> we'll see how this new car is working out for her so excited to be uh, to, to get get an update there no more uber for her uh, also <laughs> also on, on on today's program I've got another dog story Uh it's it's
2: good that we're getting back to the basics yeah
0: london um is is she is a handful and i'm going to describe another incident why uh, i say that speaking of animals there was a bobcat loose in rock creek park ollie yeah so we're going to talk about that and i think there's some resolution there and i wanted to talk some geeky running store stuff so a lot to get to today on uh We'll save that 92. for the end
2: so that uh, <laughs> after we talk about dogs and bobcats, if you're not interested in the running on this running podcast.
0: Yeah, that's a good, good point. But we, we are uh, a couple weeks out from our happy hour, happy, happy hour of February 14th. Uh, we'll be at Shake Shack. So spend your Valentine's Day with us. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, guys, have we lost our edge? We don't do happy hours. Did anymore. I have an edge? I thought we did have an edge on this program. You know, we used to we used to play, uh, you know, minute work, music on mm-hmm. it. We You know, we used to talk about songs like Hotline Bling. Uh, you know, we don't do any of that. We used to do uh, Happy Hours. Do you guys think we've lost our edge? And I think maybe we need to get our edge
2: back on well, February
0: 14th. You know, the
1: podcast has gotten stale. Has it? Yeah. I do think that our listeners need to send us more music videos because yeah. I don't know what's cool. So I would like, I'd like, them yeah, do hotline that.
0: bling. i reference
1: hotline that's, bling and that's then that's so worked. old but I, uh, I also i don't want this to turn into a, a podcast where we talk about the good old days okay
2: that's <laughs> true yeah we do that at times but the good old days were so good yeah.
0: <laughs> no we don't need to talk about the good old days but i i just I, it, it just came to me have we lost our edge were we edgier before or am i am Edgy. i wrong no okay all right well there is that happy hour february 14th Help us get our edge back. Come out on Valentine's Day. Uh, Bring yourself, bring your significant other. Say hi to the uh, podcast host at Shake Shack in D.C. So, guys, one thing that defines Pacers running, of course, is the Pacers running races, and the race series starts this weekend. Are you guys running the 5K in the combine?
2: No, I always back out of these things. (laughs) Joanna? No. No? All right.
0: (laughs) Buzzkill. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try said to
2: earlier that all three of us were gonna do this. I know race.
0: we did. Uh, yes, we yes, did. on the New Year's yeah, show. We did. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna try to uh, do the race uh, this Sunday, uh, so I will report back. Uh, it's the first down 5K in combine, and then I'm gonna try to do the love the run you're with, which is uh, February 12th, a week later. So two great races, and here to talk about those races and a lot more is our Pacers running race director, Lisa Reeves. She joins us in studio next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And guys, now we are excited to be joined by, she's been on the show before, so excited to welcome her back. It's Pacers running race director, Lisa Reeves. Hey, how's it going? Lisa, thanks for joining us. Good.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um,
1: Chris, do you remember which episode Lisa was on? I, d-
0: I do not.
1: This it, has been a trivia question. I know. This it's was, it was last April. It was right around Parkway.
0: Uh,
3: yeah.
2: uh, except I think it was uh, two years ago, April. No uh, way. Yeah, you were our first, so first guest ever and our last guest ever. <laughs> Congratulations. Aww, thank you. That's, That's how I roll. I'm oh, in, I'm out. We're
3: done. Well, Drop we, the mic.
2: Uh, we, we got the equipment all
0: set up, and it was episode five. Joanna's letting me know. Or you are trying to give me a high five. I'll remember one, that. One of the two. Uh, we got the equipment set up, and uh, Lisa could actually help out, guys, because she's a... De- do you guys know? I mean, maybe we talked about this before. She is a DJ, DJ right?
1: DJ Thunderbunny. DJ, DJ
0: Thunderbunny. DJ Thunderbunny. So you're the a race elusive. director, but you're a DJ. Like, How do those connect?
3: I don't know that they necessarily connect. It just was by happenstance that I think, if I recall correctly, I got sucked into it because there was a store event, a retail event, and we needed some tune spin. Okay. And I kind of just winged it, and then it evolved into this whole other... Job description, which I thoroughly enjoy doing. I love DJing. Yeah, and she's and got, yeah
0: I mean, she's got like. I think I got le- some skills. Yeah, she's good. She's good. She's got a legit, like. Playlist. Playlist, a legit tablecloth that says DJ Thunderbunny. <laughs> that's right. right? Oh, so, that's I
1: mean, how you know. That's you right. That's a how you tablecloth, know. Um, so do you do the uh, the fades? Like, you know how, like DJs at clubs like fade into songs? Like, do you have some like smooth transitions?
3: I do have some transitions. They come with the software that's on the laptop. I am <laughs> nothing like Edward um you, where he's got the 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 turntable. I don't have two turntables and a microphone. no,
0: but oh back reference. Those, yes those, there you go. those those uh, those DJs, like the legit DJs, they get like the ones in Vegas. like the guy who puts some sort of like, big head over on his on his head like a big sort like of a helmet, horse mask, like a mask helmet yeah, like a mask yeah those guys get paid big time so so what
3: do you su- what are you suggesting i'm not suggesting you <laughs> leave
0: pacers running that's for sure i think you should stick with the day job although you're very good a thank very you. good dj thank you uh so lisa does a ton of stuff for uh pacers running uh her number one job is race director and we did talk about that in episode five uh, you, you talked a lot about uh, what you did and, and how you got into it uh, on our show and also on your um, uh, Faces of Pacers. Uh, we'll tweet out uh, Lisa Rees Faces of Pacers at, at Pace the Nation. Uh, of course, the first race of the Pacers Running Race Series starts February 5th. It's the first down 5K in Combine. Uh, this show will have come out after the uh, first race happened. and then
2: We're good at doing that. We, we really talking are.
0: talking about no, stuff great. that already happened. Yeah, I well, like it. Well, it's
3: it's kind of like we have a crystal ball, too. We
0: can promote uh, the, the Love the Run You're With. Mm,
3: yes, please. Which
0: is uh, the following week, and that is uh, February 12th. So if you're listening to this podcast, you still have time to sign up for the February 12th race. Uh, so you are our race director, and we're going to talk about uh, a number of the great races that we have. But I wanted to start off with uh, I was reading your faces of Pacers last night, uh, and you broke into race directing, you know, almost a decade ago, and you said in there it was a good old boys club.
2: Uh, um, is this show going to be on video? Because uh, the the reaction to the decade comment was was pretty good. I hope that the camera picked that up. Well, oh I think God. Steve's doing something. Is he doing a time lapse or something like that? Yeah. But
0: but. Let's say, okay, fine, decade, maybe.
3: No, a decade's fine. It's just that it's hard to believe Mm -hmm. that it's been, that I've been with Pacers for about a decade. I think it's a little over a decade. I mean, we're in 2017 here. It does not feel, I mean, some days it does feel that way. Some (laughs) days it feels like an eternity, but for for the most part, it doesn't feel that way at all.
0: And, and so let's say it was, maybe eight, nine years ago, but when yeah. you broke in, you said it was a good old boys club. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that?
3: Uh, so this running industry is mainly dominated by, by males and preach s- slowly, <laughs> slowly women are, you know, they're, they're rising up, they're rising up in the ranks and we are becoming more visible and we've got a lot more race directors in the field right now. Um, that's basically what I meant.
0: And yeah, and I think it's important because I think the audience that you are catering to, you're probably over 50% female, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, so to be able to relate to that female runner is, is important. Do you feel like that's been a big part of our, our success is your leadership and Kathy's leadership because we have female leadership on the race directing side, which is kind of unique.
3: Well, it is unique, but I mean, I I hate to get into like, gender specific kind of roles but the thing that I have noticed and it's across the board um whatever career whatever industry and don't take this personally gentlemen but women do seem to be more organized and better able to multitask
2: I might be able to take offense to that but Farley couldn't <laughs>
3: no exactly but I mean and, and, and this right so there's always exceptions to the rule yeah but exactly f- for, for the most part you know I, I feel like Women in general are better able to multitask and, you know, logistically they're able to, to, to perform better. I don't even know where my thought was going. I had my thought until. Mm-hmm.
2: That's what I yeah. do. Yeah, I, I like, am, uh, you, I'm you the fall. kid who puts the penny on the uh, train track.
3: All right, cool. Thanks.
2: <laughs> so I'll try to get us back
0: on track here after Doc's derailed us. Um, you, you really are, uh, you enjoy the lifestyle that race directing Sort of allows you. Correct. Um, talk to us about, so we're, we're coming up on our first race. What have you been doing for the last month?
3: Oh, the last month. So or January. Two months, I uh, mean. Well, two months. All right, we can go back to December. Yeah. So December was the end of the 2016 race season. Right. We had Jingle All the Way, uh, the beginning of December, which was which was a great race for us. We had a uh, new course, new distances. We had the 15K and the 5K, which I think were... really awesome very proud of that event and the way we pulled it off um then i went on vacation for about a week or so went to um went to maui took a nice little break and then came back and um, we had the new year's eve race the uh, fairfax four miler
0: and then you
2: have like a month off right
0: Uh, i don't even even know what you uh, do
3: boy everybody thinks i get a month off none (laughs) of us get a month off actually
2: also, Farley thinks, I, I can relate to this, because yeah. he thinks that this equipment just sets itself up when he walks <laughs> yeah, in, that nobody's like, doing anything. There's an equipment and, right. ferry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. nope.
3: No month off. Basically, we go into January, um, and we start prepping for all of our uh, our spring races, because as you know, we've got coming up this weekend is the first down. Mm -hmm. 5k and pacers combine which is on the 5th of february so we actually start planning for that in the beginning of january we also have our crew meeting in the beginning of january and i would say i'm pretty much elbow deep in love the run you're with four courts four miler 5k fridays and parkway classic all of which are coming up in 60 to 90 days so not a lot of downtime anymore in January. So
0: no month off. Okay. No.
3: <laughs> well, and when summer you're, summer is a better time. So it? August okay. is typically when I get a good solid yeah. break. Okay.
1: Um, and when you're prepping for these races, I mean, what that involves, like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, you're talking. So police, right now we're courses. doing.
3: Yeah, we're doing a lot of permitting. Um, we are securing all of our vendors. We've got uh, George Washington Medical. We have our medical team. We've got our transportation team that I'm working out the 27 contract for for Parkway with the buses. We've got permits that need to be filed for 2018. So it's interesting with the National Park Service, you need to file your permits a year before the event, which is not like uh, the city of Alexandria or Arlington County where you can do that as soon as 60 days before an event. So National Park Service requires a year before. So I'm already preparing a first downs permit um, and then there's a lot of volunteer recruitment that we've got to get ready. All of our partners that are already in place um, for 2016, we go back, we renew our MOUs with them. So there's a lot of administrative work that we're taking care of right now. What's
1: an January. MOU? Uh,
3: memo of Understanding. So mm-hmm. partnerships that we have with Shirlington Running Club, for example, Girls on the Run, we've got to refresh those every year. Back on my feet. Um, so
0: So you talked a little about the permitting process, and I think we covered some of this on Episode 5, but we've got a lot of new listeners. Sure. So this race is this first down 5K Mm -hmm. is at West Potomac Park, which is all on parkland, right? Correct. So you said you go and get a permit a year out. Like, what does that mean? Where do you go? Do you just go and say, hey, I'm with Pacers Running. I want to sign up for this date and then you're good to go?
3: So the process for filing a National Park Service permit, the first thing you have to do is decide, am I talking for Pacers or in general?
0: Yeah, I th- I'd say for, for Pacers. For, okay, so for Pacers. <laughs> you for pacers, asked the yeah. you know, one or the
2: other, and he said yes.
0: Yes. Oh. So
3: yes. I love that. So... So what I do is, um, so you have to file a permit the year before whatever event. Could be a Pacers, could be a client race. Um, so you go down and you have a look at their calendar. Uh, so this is at National Park Service Permitting Headquarters, which is on Ohio Drive, okay. located in East Potomac Park.
2: Uh, just to interject here, you're, you're being so specific that you're giving everybody the formula to compete <laughs> with you for permits. Oh, don't worry. I hope you gave them <laughs> Don't wrong
3: worry. Uh, I- Go down there and have a go at it. <laughs> yeah. If it works out for you, give me a call because we are looking for permitting assistance. Trust yeah.
0: me. So, so you, yeah. So yeah. is there like some big board there where you oh, say, oh, there's a
3: big antiquated, <laughs> oh, I, really? it's like a kindergarten board okay. with sticky notes and huge pieces of paper all over it. It's, it's very interesting. Okay. Um, so you go down there and you file your permit a year before you won't know you're approved. Uh, until maybe three to four months before the event, which is when you have your meeting with National Park Service. Fortunately for us, all of our races, um, we've had them for many years. So it's kind of just turnkey for us.
0: So you feel pretty good about So you've already filed February no, 4th of tomorrow. 2018. So tomorrow. tomorrow.
3: So it's a year before, and you can't do it any sooner. So wow. Friday, tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., If anybody wants to bring me a vanilla latte, I'll be, (laughs) you'll be at, I'll be at,
1: have you ever had a permit not go through? Yes. Chris, would you like to speak to that? Yeah,
0: we, we actually, we have, and fortunately we've got great relationships with a lot of folks and we're able to somehow, you know, usually find a way. Yeah. And I think there's an understanding that, uh, Uh, you know we have certain dates and generally people aren't going to answer the
2: question yeah
3: this (laughs) is I want to hear what happened (laughs) okay so so here's the interesting thing last year because of was it a leap year or there was an extra day in it was a leap year last year okay well that effed up the entire calendar for the whole year um so when you normally have in your mind the way the calendar works or how it typically works every 3 years you know you're on autopilot well last year threw us for a loop and there were quite a few races where i had to go back and just double check my dates and make sure we were on target because uh, veterans day was yep. was one that we had a problem with because it was it was a week earlier or later this year
0: it was a week later
3: yeah and where the way i had filed the permit Y- yeah we, two people file i was one other person filed on top of our date and we had to yeah we had so to do fortunately some behind we the have great magic.
0: relationships uh, my buddy lyman jordan had filed the permit and i went to lyman and i said hey lyman um lisa just had a heart attack because we don't have uh the veterans day race we we weren't we did not have that day lyman had it and so i talked what to was his event? Uh, he had a client. Grade. He had a client, yeah, a, client <laughs> a client race. It was a client race that uh, you know that there was maybe a first year event, and you know the way I guess it works. And and again, Lisa had to kind of school me on this. She just brought me in because uh, I'm the relationship guy. I'm not you're sure the what, mayor. <laughs> you sure, are the mayor. I'm not sure what else I do, but I talked to my buddy Lyman, and we does she
2: give you index cards with a script? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> just say this. And I'm like I don't know what half these words mean. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's more or less it, but I went and talked to uh, Lyman, and, and we worked it out, and we, we got the date. Uh, so there is some behind-the-scenes politicking that goes on, because had we not had that date, uh, we were thinking of other ways to put on the race, and finding another spot would have been incredibly difficult. Really
3: difficult, given that it was a 10K as well. Yeah. So there aren't too many 10K courses around.
0: In D.C., I mean, we could have moved it to Arlington. Um, Ugh, which, yeah, we, <laughs> hey, we have plenty easy now settle
3: down yeah. we have plenty of races in Arlington
0: yeah we have plenty of races in Arlington so there it, it wasn't a uh, it wasn't an ideal situation so uh, Lisa will never make that mistake again oh God
3: no I've got my calendar laid out through <laughs> yeah. 2020 now with Does reminders <laughs> a week before a month before an hour before
0: yeah so uh, you know we can only pull so many favors but uh you know it, it is like you said though very difficult even if someone wanted to put on a race I mean, like you said, uh, have at it, try it, and uh, you know we'll help you with it. Sure. At, at you know, and so if if you are someone who wants to put on a race, you know what uh, you know what's that process, and can they get in touch with you?
3: So if uh, somebody's interested in putting on a race, they should email us at events at runpacers mm-hmm. and um, pitch us their idea. Um, you know what they're thinking: five k, ten k where they're thinking of having the event and we kind of just go from there we start out with uh, an email introduction and then we'll hop on the phone with them to have some conversations and just make sure that everybody's on the same page and that uh, the event makes sense for all of us and that's typically how we we get the ball rolling on that kind of thing
0: well well, i want to talk more about our uh, pacers running races Uh, we've got first down 5k love the run you're with and then we've got it just is a a series of of uh, rapid fire events throughout the rest of the year. Sure. Um, what is probably what is your favorite event that we put on?
3: Ah, uh, my favorite event—the first one that just popped into my head. What do you think it is? It's
0: got
2: to be the Parkway.
1: Oh, I was gonna say the Beer Mile. It's four quarts, four <laughs> miler. <laughs> okay. Wait, Come I didn't on. get the guess. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, I'll go four quarts, four <laughs> miler. Nice. <laughs> that is it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. So Four Courts, Four Miler, and then Parkway. So Four Courts, Four Miler, just by the fact that I get to dress up like a leprechaun, ride a scooter around without a helmet, and I'm sure (laughs) Murph's not going to be happy I said that, but um, I get to actually be participating in the event versus producing it and being behind the scenes. And I get to have fun. I get to have fun with the participants, with the kids, Kind of a chance for me to just, you know, relax and enjoy a different side. It's a
0: Saturday race, too, which is huge. Yeah,
3: it's a big race. So
0: you can have a Guinness mm-hmm. or two. Sure. And, uh, you know, dur-
3: after, after I, the race. Some the people, scooter. I feel like, are
0: having yeah. it during the race. Well, yeah. not not you. No, but, yeah. And it is really festive, and, and they're great partners over there at Four Courts. So a really fun event. I could see that being one of your favorite. Yeah. Uh, a lot of inspiring runners and participants, uh probably none more inspiring than Jamie Watts, who we had on this program. Um, she is just incredible and she probably runs ninety percent of your races. I right? would say
3: ninety, yeah, ninety nine ninety five percent of our races. She'll be out this Sunday doing the first down.
0: Wow. And she uh is with she's an inspiring athlete with cerebral palsy. Uh you guys do T- tell me about what what you do for for Jamie and why that's so important for uh, Pacers Running in our events.
3: So it's interesting to me. Jamie is very grateful to Pacers Running because we give her the opportunity to participate, and um, it's always like, "What do you do? How do you how do you make this happen?" And it, we really don't do much differently for Jamie except for coordinate with. Uh, whatever municipality we're in for arlington example we coordinate with the police department and the fire department and we get her an early start so that she's able to get out there a little bit ahead of time and when she finishes she's finishing with everyone and she's having Mm -hmm. that same quality experience that all of our runners have but we really don't we don't do that much extra for her. She's, she's, she's very independent. She's very athletic mm-hmm. and she, she kind of holds her own. We do send her out every race with um, one of our crew members goes out with a radio and, and stays with her in case there are any issues that need to be addressed. She's always got a direct line to me and I'm always near a police officer or a medic. So, you know, we keep track of her.
0: Yeah, and, and and there is a video of Lisa and Jamie together. We will tweet that out also at uh, Pace the Nation. Uh, you know, but she's just one example of why we are for every run. Um, you know, this is these events are not just for the fastest; these are for everybody. Everybody, right? yeah. Yeah, so talk about you know what type of runners are going to be out there.
3: You are going to see every level of runner. You're going to see walkers. You're going to see joggers. You're going to see strollers. You're going to see families. You're going to see dogs. You're going to see the whole gamut of what a, quote, runner is and looks like. And, and, and a runner embodies everyone. If you're out there and you're participating in my races, you're a runner. And I think... I think the great thing about the way I perceive these events is that I was never a runner mm-hmm. and I actually started prior to working for Pacers. I actually ran a few of the races. I was doing the birthday classic. I was doing the twilight the first year it started. So, you know, for me, it was a big deal being out there. I was never, um, I was never built like a runner. You know, I'm, I'm built more like a linebacker in my opinion, <laughs> So the fact that I was out there and participating and accomplishing these running goals made me feel really good about myself. Like, hey, maybe I am a runner. And, and my running career just took off from there. So I understand how intimidating it can be for people who aren't or don't perceive themselves as runners to get involved with running. And, and my, my purpose is to make sure that everybody has a shot at coming out to these events, that everybody gets, gets to finish with the same experience and enjoy, joy, enjoy running.
0: And Lisa's in charge of over 40,000 runners per year in the uh, Pacers Running-owned events. I mean, that's a huge responsibility, and you're it trying is. to give that same experience to every single one of them, right?
3: hmm I think we do a good job of it. hmm
0: Well, a lot of our, our runners did uh, submit. We ask you guys to submit a question to the race director, ask a race director. You know, the hashtag kind of got screwed up I think Lyco had the hashtag. Is as ask a race director? Lisa tweeted out, "Ask the race director." Oh no! Oh no! Oh. So oh, no. We hashtag do, fail. We we do have some 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 questions uh, from the audience. I want to I want to get to those. A number of questions, and in, in one from uh, a former guest, uh, our buddy Brian Barrera.
2: He's the guy who likes uh, underscores.
0: He does. <laughs> it's Brian. It's DC underscore dog underscore runner. Um, and he asks, uh, you've decided to put on a race. What is the first call you make?
3: Kathy Dalby. <laughs> 202. <laughs> She'll love
0: but you. Is,
2: is his question like you as in somebody not?
0: I think he's asking as
2: Brian the DC dog. Like runner. if Brian wants to put on a race, who does he call? Yeah, he wants or, to put on a or race. Or it's like Lisa has this great idea for a race, who does she call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> no. I think it's Brian. Let's say Brian
0: Okay, has so a great
3: Brian case. wants to put on a race. A race
2: with a bunch of
0: dogs running, let's say.
2: <laughs>
3: okay.
0: Hypothetically.
3: Hypothetically. So no. I would recommend for Brian the first step there would be to send us an email at Mm -hmm. events at dot com, pitches us his idea um give us a little background on what he's thinking and you know we'll take it from there we we do everything from soup to nuts Mm -hmm. we do we do timing we do finish line management and we do full on race course management for the entire production so it just depends on what his ideas are you know what the budget is we can work with anyone
0: all right, that's a good answer. So, Brian, you, you've got your roadmap. Um, we'll have a dog race this summer.
2: Also, did you hear she she uh, said, send an email. Don't yeah. call. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, you can call. That's who you call. Yeah. Send an email. Yeah.
0: Send an email. All right, Nicholas Blake also asked, how many signatures do I need to get for an all-comer's all ages cross-country meet in dc
1: signatures from so i think he's 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 saying like if he had a petition to get an all-comers oh my gosh so
3: dc permitting has got to be the most convoluted like quagmire Mm -hmm. infested i don't even know um so that's going to depend on what area of dc we're looking to have this event and then then it, it depends on how many neighborhoods the event would be impacting as far as ANCs. So I don't, I don't have a solid answer on that. Can I,
1: can I just throw out an idea, sure. maybe? So when we're doing DCXC, why don't we just throw on like a one race for adults? All right. Well,
0: if Nicholas comes, let's let me. Let, let let me how many this. signatures
1: does he need? If he
0: has, <laughs> if he has a, if he has a list of 300 signatures who said they would run the race.
3: Oh, maybe I'm misunderstanding. No, that's fair.
0: That's fair. You answered it. You answered it one way. I mean, I think we can interpret the question a couple different ways. But yeah, your way of interpreting is fine. And my way of interpreting is Nicholas. You come with 300 runners who are going to do it. We're going to put on an all comers uh, race. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is
3: where I cringe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One more event. uh,
2: yeah, but it, it it is it is very vague. Like, how many signatures do I need? And then Nicholas is like the only one, the yeah. race participant. And he's like, "Well, I had three hundred people who wanted me to run this race." <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh well, I'm asking. I want three hundred people who will run the race. That's yeah, I'm what with I'm you, looking Chris. for. Uh, your wife, or, uh, Amanda, asks. Uh, we already asked this question. Do you have a favorite race and why? Um, did you steal
2: that question from her?
0: <laughs> I did. Ugh. Subconsciously, I did. Sorry. And uh, Joanna,
2: Joanna uh, and I know exactly why when we do a pre-production meeting, Farley's like, you guys aren't talking. It's like, because every time we tell you what we want to talk about, you steal the idea. Ah. <laughs> All
0: right. So we already asked that one, but uh, another one from her was, how do you balance home and work life when races typically are every weekend? Be very That's careful how you answer this excellent question. question. Yeah.
3: Um, so I don't have to be very careful. One of the great things about why this relationship works is mm-hmm. because uh, Murph is involved in special events and she's a firefighter and Mm -hmm. has a crazy schedule. So our schedules are very similar. So we understand, uh, the nature of each of our beasts and what those careers, um, involve. So yes, I do have to work many, 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 many weekends out of the year. Um, we do have time off, and we do we do make it a point to to take at least two vacations a year um, mm-hmm. with each other, where we're mm-hmm. taking a week off and we're going away somewhere and we're unplugging and disconnecting. And as cheesy as this sounds, we also try and have at least one date night a week where all devices <laughs> nice. are are turned off, and that's telephones, laptops, wow, what TVs, wow. everything. Could that you is, do that, that Chris? That is hard.
0: No, I don't know if I could.
3: It's actually kind of fun. Squad goals. Hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I
1: think that that should be hashtag relationship goals for you. So,
3: I mean, it's important to take care of, you know, your relationships too.
0: Um, Okay. All right. Good answer. Um, we, We heard from Kayla. I've always wondered how the pack of pickup folks are always so sweet and friendly and cute. (laughs) <laughs> I think that was a loaded question. Yeah, that's there. a loaded
3: question, she, which I'm not touching. She
0: is, uh, she is uh, in charge of most of our packet pickups and does a great job.
3: She does an amazing job, by the way, because you know our packet pickup folks, our team, our crew, they're out there on the front lines and they're customer facing um, for every race, and they, I, I feel like they do a really good job of um, being the first, the first point of contact that many of our runners have. Um, they're really good at explaining. They're, they're, they're very efficient and. I couldn't do it without without our packet pickup team. I couldn't do it without any of any right. of our people. Your crew is, yeah, is our is crew impressive. is amazing. All
0: right, we do have a number, a few other questions here, and the best question—I'm not sure how we're going to decide this—is going to get a free entry into, uh, four, courts, into four courts into four quartz race. So uh, next up is from C Shrine. Uh, how many volunteers does it take to put on a typical 10K?
3: That's a that's another good question. So that one's going to vary from race to race because it's actually going to depend on on the course. So, for example, if we're having a ten k down in West Potomac Park, like we do for Veterans Day, um, I've got about uh, repeat the question again. The volunteers. How many volunteers course? would it take to put
0: typical ten k? Yeah, typical ten k
3: so for that one down there we've got about 25 and we don't have volunteers we use our our crew so we've got about 25 crew members that are out there on race day for the 10k um we do have some groups that come in and will assist us with bag drop um packet Mm -hmm. pickup uh for example this weekend we've got uh the rot rotc coming in and they're going to be managing the combine for the first down but I'd say for that one we're about twenty to twenty-five people.
0: How about for Parkway ten miler in five? Oh
3: God! So for for Parkway, we have at each of those water stops alone there are twenty people, um, and then we have our crew. Our crew is about seventy-five people for Parkway.
0: So we're talking almost two hundred people. Yeah, or so it's out for it's, it's it's pretty. What intense. people would 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 think of as volunteers. Uh, we heard uh, from the Kai Shai podcast. Who is the most famous person ever to run one of your races?
3: That's a good question. Well, think so carefully off,
1: about your answer. Yeah, yeah. So
3: off the top of my head, and this was pre-me actually, mm-hmm. I'm James Carville yeah, for the I, Gulf Coast. Yep, yep.
0: He's he's run, and I think he ran a couple other races too. Yeah.
3: But if if we're talking about me, yeah. I would say the most famous person that's run, I mean, we do get some, um, yeah, so we do get, um, we do get some politicians, um, and then also, I guess, I guess also to add to that, Mike Wardian? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A good, so, yeah. I mean...
0: Recently, he is the most famous yeah. person around here.
2: But how is Mike Wardian more famous than Joanna Russo? Mike Wardian's <laughs> only been on—he's only been on one episode of *Pace the Nation*. Joanna's that's been on almost all of them. That's a good. I feel
3: point. like that's a loaded. Well, question. I
0: would—I would say that there are. You know, you get contacted by Secret Service and said this politician wants to run the race. I mean, yeah.
1: So, he, do you have to do anything different if they're running in the race? So, if, if so,
3: when the Secret Service does call us up, basically what we do is, um, we 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 accommodate them obviously we want them participating they um so they'll run with their agents Mm -hmm. um they'll look like everybody else you won't know that they're out there um and we coordinate with whatever municipality the police department and there's a lot of behind the scenes action on that that i'm not privy to but just so that we know that there there is um
2: a a plan in in place yep um quick follow-up if a senator was running with two secret servicemen do they have to get three race bibs? Or yes. yeah, good. Yeah,
3: so everybody, <laughs> just so you know, everybody who runs my races, and I do, I do call them my races because I take them, I oh, take them you very take seriously. In them, yes. Please have a bib on, and please be registered, um, and please do things the right way. Not I don't only, take kindly a, to banditting.
0: Yeah, not not only please, but you don't want the consequences if you don't. <laughs> yeah,
3: I will. I will DQ you.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, just a few more here. These are great questions. Okay. Really appreciate uh, everybody uh, tweeting us in these questions. Uh, Satya asked, what made you want to become a race director? Why do you keep doing it?
3: Um, so well, that's a good question. Those too. are early mornings. Yeah, man. man. Okay. So my intention was never to become a race director. And if I think about growing up, I always said out loud when anybody asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, it was a lawyer. So mm. go figure there. But that could be my negotiating skills because <laughs> yeah. I do have
1: you do some have pretty
3: good negotiating skills. Um, but I actually kind of fell into race directing. Um, and we talked about that on the first episode yep. that I was on. Um, and what makes me want to keep doing it is the fact that I feel like we are making a difference in people's lives. And when I see people finishing our races with huge smiles on their faces, when they're tweeting out um, that we've made... Um, We've made it possible for them to achieve their goals um, and just to have these great experiences. That is is what keeps me going. I like making a difference in people's lives. Good ones.
0: Um, Mandy E. tweeted in and said, why do most races not allow deferrals? What's the worst thing you've ever had to deal with on race days? So two questions there. In one tweet? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Deferrals.
0: Come on, Mandy,
3: split it up. (laughs) Yeah, split it
0: up. Deferrals, and what's the worst thing you've had to do? So
3: deferrals, um, so most races don't allow deferrals for a few reasons. Um, So number one, when you defer a race, basically what you're doing is um, you're taking up a slot in this year's race and Mm -hmm. you're taking a slot up in next year's race. And it's kind of like... um, it goes against our revenues for the next year's race. Right. Um, so you're taking up two spots. It causes a lot of extra administrative work on the back end where we're having to follow up the following year, we're having to institute additional tracking systems to keep track of deferrals. Um, and it, it it kind of impacts races that could have a sellout um, because you're taking up a slot where it could be open for another individual. and. I know that some races that have these lotteries and stuff, people just go and they register not knowing whether or not they're gonna be able to run so they can get a spot. Right. And then, you know, your, people who can run aren't getting that opportunity. But I, I think for, for our races, um, most of them we don't allow for deferrals, but we do have some exceptions to that rule. Um, and and one of them is Parkway, and we, we have deferrals up into a certain time. Um, we do allow for that. Um, and we also have bib transfers for, uh, Parkway.
1: So if somebody, so for Parkway specifically, say somebody defers to the next year, then now that you know that that person is deferring, do you like if the race had sold out, do you open up another slot for somebody else to register? That's not possible. So
3: for this event, we we would open up another slot. We would open up another slot depending on where we were in, Mm -hmm. in, in, in the scheme of things as far as having the race be a sellout.
2: This is like the no saving a seat in the cafeteria. <laughs> right.
3: uh, yeah. I mean, come on, people. Yeah, yeah. basically. And, and
2: I,
0: I think a lot of people don't understand that, let's say you pay $40 for a race. It's not like we have that pool of $40 to be able to just give back to you, uh, you know, at the beginning of the race if you don't run it. I mean, a lot of this money is spent... You know, already before you even shoot the gun. I mean, right? Like we talked about like, with permitting, like, with
3: with race supply acquisition, with 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 staff hours that we are using to produce the race. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's it's not like we have this pool of money ready to, to defer or, or give back. So it's it, I think it's a hard concept, to, but but we certainly do our best to to you know give the best customer service. Uh, Mandy also asked, what's the worst thing you've had to deal with on race days?
3: Uh, so the worst thing I ever had to deal with on a race day was, uh, God, I, was it was 2011 or 2012. It was for the George Washington Parkway Classic. We were in the throes of a government shutdown. Mm, and yeah. we did not find out until midnight, Saturday, before the race, Sunday morning, that um, there was not going to be a government shutdown. But what I was doing in, in the background was simultaneously planning to have a race and planning to not have a race and planning to move the date back. And the, the stress from that was just so intense. And I I learned a lot of like valuable lessons that morning. Um, and when the gun went off, I literally cried at 8 <laughs> o'clock that morning up at Mount Vernon. Yeah, I was just so glad that, that, that was we stressful. had the race. Well,
2: Mount Vernon's a nice place to have a little cry.
0: I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. All right, so Miranda M, uh, and we just got this one or two more questions here. I've always wondered how many people register for a race and don't show up on race
2: day. Do you want to say that answer that as like a percent?
3: So yeah, um, so it ranges anywhere between t- uh, I'm, I'm going to say 10 to 20 percent no show rate, depending on the race. Really? Yeah.
2: 10 to 20 yep. percent of yeah. people just being lazy. Uh,
3: uh, yeah. <laughs> or what they're doing is they're they're registering ahead of time to make sure they have a spot, and then once the mm-hmm. race shows up, you know maybe they're hurt, they're not feeling well. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you're a much nicer person about it than I am.
3: Let's not let that get out. <laughs>
2: Well, we Shh. like to say low bar on this show.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's a low bar.
2: All right. And finally, Mikey Lynch asks,
0: what's the deal with the ops plan? And
3: <sighs> Mikey, I think that's Mikey, of, Mikey. That's kind of inside, that's, I think. That's an insider. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mikey is a huge fan of all the Pacers running races. He's also uh, kind of a coordinator for Team RWB here in the DMV
3: so yeah the ops plan every race has an operations manual
0: oh and it is with a timeline in depth. Yeah. yeah and if you Pretty don't detailed, follow it and
3: if you don't follow it heads will roll
0: yeah no, no questions so a lot of great questions uh, did you guys have a favorite who is going to get the free entry to four courts do we vote how do we do it here
2: what we should do is we should talk about how we're gonna keep track of that before we do the this segment <laughs> hilarious
1: well,
0: Yeah, we've we've already done it. Cat's out of the bag, so.
1: Um, If I had to vote, I would probably pick Mandy because I think a lot of people are curious about deferrals and transfers. I like that one. I like it, too.
0: Okay. So, Mandy, you have won yourself a free entry into the four courts race.
3: So, email us at events (laughs) at runpacers.com.
0: And Lisa can hook you up. And you also have to put on your own race. (laughs) <laughs> I hope she's not one of the ones in Boston. Is she No, no, the she's one? in Virginia. Okay, good. All right. Maybe. But I'm
3: curious about the other questions about like tattoos and yeah, Oh yeah, so yeah. We,
0: I
1: have what so I have some
0: questions. We got to we got to No, this isn't no. We just we wanted to get to those questions. We want to finish with the important oh, stuff like okay. tattoos and yeah. pirates and stuff like that. Uh, you are uh, it, let's say a summer race. You'll be able to see Lisa out there with a uh Beautiful sleeve of tattoos. Uh, When did you get your first tattoo? Uh, Let's ask you that first. When did you get your first tattoo? I got
3: my first tattoo when I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's a tiny little heart on my ankle.
1: Oh, wow. That is surprising. Yeah. That is not what I would have thought. No.
2: Wow. Okay, Joanna, your next question to you. What did you think her first tattoo was? (laughs) Yeah.
1: What did you think my first tattoo was? Um... I don't know. I would think like maybe like something more like this guy. Oh, no. He came way later in the yeah, game. Yes. And you're so,
2: pointing to a skull uh, on it's her. It's like a Day of the Dead. Kn- it's on, a, Yeah, it's a knuckle. sugar
3: skull on my knuckle of my middle finger mm-hmm. on my right mm-hmm. hand. And this mm-hmm. is actually um, me paying homage to my dad who passed away. It'll be two that's years awesome. ago from lung cancer. And that's basically my F.U., to cancer for my nice. dad
2: I love that. So. and also um you do give people the bird a lot so lots of <laughs> yeah have, so lots of people you see probably that recognize yeah. that one out there
3: yeah
0: uh so it was a the gateway tattoo was a
3: tiny <laughs> oh little God. heart why, why <laughs> a tiny heart you know what it's like when uh, so Back then, back in the day, decades yeah. ago, I'm not even going to tell you <laughs> how that old word I am. Again, yeah. Decades. Um, yeah. So tattoos were a little more taboo, yeah. and um, I wanted to start small, and I wanted to have it in a location that was easily covered up when I needed to. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But you know, we life evolves, society evolves, and. <laughs> you know here i am heavily inked
2: but you you were saying that that tattoos were taboo back in the day what happens you know like everything comes back in style yeah like 70s clothes come back in style what are you gonna do i never i don't care how many times bell bottoms show
3: up i'm not putting them on
2: but what but that's the trend what if it's the trend
3: so i mean this is a lifestyle too right and it's this is part of my journey um Kind of like collect collecting passport stamps. I don't know. People ask me all the time, "What are you gonna do when you're 50 years old?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, okay. Why don't we bump that back a little bit?" <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm gonna be 70 and 80 years old, and I'm gonna be inked, and I'm gonna be proud of it.
1: And you well, know. it's like their memories that are just permanently are. there. So, do you um, do you have a tattoo artist here that you work with when you when you go on vacations? Do you do you get something I done do. when you're on um, vacation? So that's a very good question. Um,
3: the you med-
2: get to go to the four courts for. (laughs)
3: Do I get a free entry? Yes, you do. Um, So most of the time when I have my work done locally, I go to Jinx Proof, which is down in Georgetown. And I've got two tattoo artists that I go to there. um, Susan Beanie Doyle Mm -hmm. and uh, Tad. So they've done, Susan's done the majority of work um, that's on me. But occasionally when I do travel, I will get some artwork done. I was just in Maui last month and I had some work done on a hula girl that I have.
2: So you had some work done on the hula girl? Yeah,
3: so the first time I was in Maui two years ago, I got a hula girl, Sailor Jerry style on the inside of my left arm and she, it just didn't look right to me ever. She felt incomplete. <laughs> um, she was just kind of like floating there on my arm. So when I went back this last time in December, I had some, um, some, some background added to it and nice. it's just more cohesive. I Did feel she get a
2: about. ukulele?
3: She does. Would you like to see it?
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and and also while uh, Lisa's showing us uh, her tattoo on her um, bicep wow. there oh, of the nice.
3: yeah so she got uh she got the the mountains the s- the sunset the color
2: it's She's incredible playing you, I think really. that's I think that's a uh, very good improvement
3: thank you very much
2: yeah. um so how many
0: single tattoos God, would you know you what say? I
3: was concerned about this question this morning when <laughs> yeah. I was driving over I've never counted. <laughs> Because if you, if my sleeve is comprised of like, so it, it, my, it wasn't all done at once. No, I did my sleeve over the course of six months and many people may probably don't know this, but I have a degree in baking and pastry. So in a former life, I was a pastry chef. All the tattoos on my sleeve are pastry related. Um, but And they're all individual tattoos of, of pastries. So do I count those as individuals or do I mm. count the sleeve as one piece?
2: Uh, we will have Joanna rule on this. <laughs> Joanna.
1: I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah, I, I feel like... Um yeah I don't know because I want to say like each time that you started a new project that should count as a new tattoo but then sometimes some some depending on how intricate they are could be multiple sittings so yeah, how do the, you count those? The
2: hula girl only counts as one.
3: Yeah. So okay so then if if we go that route I'm gonna say I've probably got 15 or 16 tattoos. Should uh, we
2: have a, a spin-off podcast where we determine how many tattoos people have? That I would love be. it. That would be and, fun. And we'll, like individi- we'll talk about each one individually and we'll have like a, a discussion.
3: I think that
0: would be fun. Yeah, would I be would be like to participate. Widely popular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so also you have a, uh, a, a little known fact about Lisa too, is that she's got this obsession with pirates. Like what what's that about?
3: my obsession with pirates so that kind of evolved too with the whole sugar skull thing i've always been i've always been drawn to like the melancholy the darker side yeah go figure shocker there right? right so um it just kind of evolved with the pirate thing and um i grew up in south florida spent a lot of time down in in key west and you know pirates are a big theme down there and um, I have my crew, um, all of my, my people in, in Pacers Nation. I refer to them as my crew, and we're basically on this great big pirate ship, and we're producing these events. So it, it's a good parallel theme to what we do on the back end.
0: Yeah, they've got this whole fantasy world going on. <laughs> you are the
3: so captain of the be- ship. It's, it's, it's amazing. Great.
2: It's fantastic. Farley doesn't do very well with genres. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. But
1: um, all right. So I also want to know um, what do you think is the best brewery in the DC area? Oh, that's that's an excellent, excellent question. My, uh, so in the DC
3: area, I do have my uh, yeah, you do my three stars um, sweatshirt on today.
2: And also, Satya will be very happy to learn that you have a Guns N' Roses T-shirt on. I do, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah.
3: so um, I'm a little bit rock and roll. My favorite <laughs> DC brew. I love Blue Jacket. Yep, mm-hmm. um, that that's a good one. Three stars. God, it's hard to pick one. What about Northern Virginia? Yeah, you can include Northern. Virginia. So Northern Virginia for for me, um, it's kind of a it's a tie between Port City mm-hmm. and New District. So New District just opened up recently they're down off of um south four mile run drive which is my my neck of the woods
2: oh yeah i've been there too
3: yeah i do like that place um let's see god there's just so many (laughs) i love beer
2: well what's your favorite brewery in charlottesville virginia
3: uh devil's backbone
2: Uh, that's not in Charlotte. So. <laughs> it's not. Also, I was looking for you to say Random Row Brewery. Yeah. No. Random Row. You got to check out
0: Random Row. All right, I can uh, do that. Docs and I have a interest in Random Row. Oh, is yeah. this? Yeah, we have a your, our UVA crowd. Yeah, uh, we we opened a brewery in in Charlotte, so we'll have to have you and uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe some, well, I think we're going to do an event in Charlottesville for some of our, our Please tell me we're road tripping and road doing tripping, a podcast so from a brewery. Well, we, we definitely Ooh. do that too.
3: Because I'm in.
0: Yeah. All right, Lisa. Well, I think we covered a little bit of it all. Uh, races, tattoos, breweries. Pirates. Pirates, everything. Guns and Roses. So I uh, appreciate you joining us again. The, the Twitter handle is, for Lisa personally, is Calavera Pastry. And that's an homage to your pastry days, I guess, right?
3: Correct. Uh, so, calavera in español uh-huh. is is skull. Okay, oh, so perfect. skull pastries, sugar skulls. What's your
0: best pastry that you make bake? What is your uh, uh, what is your signature?
3: God, that's another great question that people always ask me. I tend to like so. What I like to do most is um, petty fours. They're very detailed. They're very intricate. Um, I like things. I like to pay attention to detail.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I will say, next time you're on the show, you're welcome to bring some pastries. <laughs>
3: well, I actually did bring today uh, some of my homemade energy bars that Joanna sampled. She said they were really good. Nice. Yeah,
1: they're better than anything that we carry. Oh, really? here we go. Here we go. Well, I'm already a DJ. Another side gig. Yeah, you got pick. another side um, hustle. I think, but uh, I do
3: enjoy making uh, chocolate chip cookies. That's one nice. of my favorite things. Oh, and make. I
1: love eating chocolate there chip you cookies. Go.
0: All right, well, the Twitter handle is Calavera Pastry. Give her a follow. Uh, She's got interesting tweets, an eclectic number of tweets that she has. Uh, Yeah,
3: ask me questions there, too. Yeah, Um, ask her. I'm I'm agreeable.
0: Whatever you want. She's pretty open. Uh, The the first race of the series this year, of course, is February 5th. is the first down 5K combine also february 12th you still got time to sign up for the love to run you're with run one of lisa's awesome races her favorite of course is four courts that's march 11th so you can find all that information it's Runpacers.com com backslash races and you can find all the races that lisa puts on throughout the year so lisa we will have to have you on again for a third time uh, but thank you so much for joining us really appreciate it
3: thank you for having me My pleasure.
0: There she goes. It's Lisa Reeves, race director for Pacers Running Road Races here on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Thanks again to Lisa Reeves for joining us here. I think we talked some races. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of everything else, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have tattoos? Yes. Joanna has two tattoos. You do? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: Yes, yes, did. talked about We've talked about it on, on the show. Oh,
0: really? Yeah,
1: after Richmond.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. That's right. Yeah. You have a tattoo on your ankle? No. Okay. She, won't, right. she won't tell us well, where the d- tattoos d- d- are disclose where the tattoo yeah, that's fine uh it, it was it is it a gateway tattoo like uh, oh Lisa's definitely a, yeah definitely. are you getting a hula girl
1: <laughs> no i'm not gonna get a hula girl but i'm glad that she recommended some artists because yeah. i will go see them
0: all right is yeah. tattoo is it like an addictive thing would you um, say
1: i think it depends on the individual it's yeah. not necessarily for me but i do i do often think about what what i want to get the done next one? yeah
0: it's kind of like gambling for me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I need. I did get. I did go to the uh, MGM without Gone, me. gone once without. Docs mm-hmm. and I are supposed to supposed to go together. And we make,
2: have a foolproof way to make money. <laughs> yeah. And and Farley's like, listen to my idea, and he's like, oh I, well, uh, I can make even more money if I don't split it with you.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's not true. Uh, so I am I am kind of well on my way of my uh, New Year's resolutions. I did read one book and on my second book. Wow. Right? And I've, I've gambled once this, uh, this, this month, this past month. So uh, is 2017 a, is a banner year for <laughs> you. Yeah. Books and gambling. So, all right. Well, if there was a next tattoo for you, what would it be? Yes.
2: Circling back. Yeah.
1: Um, I really like this artist is based in Berlin and she does okay. kind of like abstract things. Um, Let's
2: run the Berlin uh, marathon. Yeah. I podcast. would love, I
1: would love that. And
2: then you can go get your tattoo. Another I- thing we won't do. Yeah.
1: No, no. I want to do that though. <laughs> I know. <gasps> so, right.
2: so, it's, and you want her to do?
1: Yeah, I want her to do something that, uh, like, it would—it kind of looks like watercolors, almost, with like contour lines and like green, like maybe like some mountains or like a forest or something. Okay. So is it
2: going to take up your whole back? <laughs>
1: yeah. No, uh, I was thinking like here on my arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Farley,
2: um, are you still going to get a pacination tattoo on your back?
0: Uh, when we get to a hundred thousand listeners I will get a pace the nation tattoo uh, yes that's a good challenge yeah I, I definitely will but much- i would
2: I would like for you to get pace the nation written across you know from shoulder to shoulder like that's your jersey <laughs> <laughs> you know ah, like the name on the back yeah. of the jersey and then you could put a number on the back that's too. gonna be
0: a million listeners yeah,
2: uh, much okay. like I'm a
0: long shorts guy uh-huh. and I'm a not a tattoo guy that, that's yeah. that's uh that's just two things that define me but if we get to a million listeners, you got it. And if we get to 100,000 listeners, a small Pace Nation logo uh, will definitely uh, happen. Okay. All right, Joanna. So everybody's been dying to know, um, what's the deal with your car? So you got your car.
2: Can I can I just say that that uh, I thought that Joanna getting the car would be the day the music died? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. This, this is on par with uh, Buddy Holly's plane crash. <laughs> right. Uh, I am thrilled to find out that you are still having transportation problems.
1: Um, It's funny you say that. So... For, I get the car it, from yeah. New Jersey. Um, when we were in Boston, I flew to New, new Jersey. York. Yeah, mm-hmm. picked it up in my parents' house, drove to D.C., and, and everything was fine. It was great, but it still has main tags on it. Right. So I'm, like, totally stressing out about this because I'm parking on the street at my new house. I'm like, I got to get it, you know, registered in D.C., but I have to get it inspected, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I spent, like, three hours at the DMV yesterday sorting out everything with my, my license because I moved in the car, and it, it was harrowing, but I got it done with the help of a very nice woman at the DMV. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to drive to the studio this morning. Mm-hmm. And I go out to the car. I got Luigi with me. I got my bag. I'm really, I'm like, yes. I put the key in the ignition. Car won't turn on. Right.
0: Doesn't even turn over?
1: <laughs> no, nothing. No Dead lights. battery? Nothing. And my fir- literally my first thought was, how did Docs manage to pull this off?
0: (laughs) (laughs) How did you manage to pull that off, Docs? Dude, I am an
2: electrical engineer. You are, that's true. Of course (laughs) I know how to disconnect the battery. (laughs) (laughs) That's true wow so it was dead
1: yeah so i think i called luckily with my insurance i got uh roadside assistance and they said because i i replaced the battery before i left new jersey so i'm like there's no way this battery could be dead and they said that sometimes when you replace a battery um like i i haven't turned it on for four days so they said i I might need a jump just when did
2: you when did you replace it in new jersey
1: on saturday
2: and then you drove from New Jersey down to D.C.
0: On
1: Sunday. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, uh, yeah, there, there's got to be something. Maybe something didn't plug in right or something like that.
1: Yeah. So they're going to come tonight at 9 o'clock and check it out for me.
2: This is, who, who's, who'd Who's who? you get this through? Uh, State Farm. Well, hopefully they. they it's insured for it, them to check it out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. insured for roadside assistance, so they'll yeah. come jump it and see what's going on.
0: For you personally, I really hope that it's an easy fix. For the podcast, I hope it's an odyssey yeah. of yeah. like epic proportions.
2: Let's, let's be honest. Whoever sold you this ripped you off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes.
0: Brother Russo. <laughs> uh, we're on to you, Brother Russo. Or maybe uh, Docs and Bo- Brother that- Russo have some sort of... We uh, have a we have a, an agreement, yeah. some sort Ugh. of plan. Wow, uh, what kind of car is it? It's a
1: 2009 Chevy Aveo hatchback.
0: Wow so you were in an uber again this morning i was
1: in an uber again this morning <laughs> and how'd wow. that go
2: any any good stories from that
1: uh no it's like pretty normal it was a minivan which That's is weird um Ooh, yeah i kind of
2: like that he, yeah.
1: it was a it's a lot of space for one person yeah uh he was a very aggressive driver so i thought i was going to be late but i actually ended up being right. the first one here yeah, i know yeah, yeah. You know.
2: did you have flashbacks of your your harrowing boston journey <laughs> <laughs> with no. the very aggressive driving
1: no <laughs> yeah
0: well we chronicled that on last week's episode 91 if you want to mm-hmm. hear about us uh you know risking our lives on our way to uh matt sensuitz's book
2: signing tour so uh, what happened with luigi is he still in the car
1: yeah i just left him there he's Uh, fine
2: you're a bad dog
0: owner no
1: luigi had to go back into the house and he was so excited Ah. to spend the day with me and now he's gonna just be at home
0: well i'm glad you brought up dogs uh docs because i have to this i've been dying to tell this dog story for Um, how long we had too much content last week well Mm it happened two weeks ago so for two weeks i've been needing to get this off my chest so inexplicably my cable and internet was turned off About two and a half weeks ago. Turned off or stopped working? Stopped working.
1: Did you forget to pay the bill?
0: That's the first one I thought. I thought that would have been easy. But then I realized Julia was in charge of the bills, so that wasn't the the So that's not happening. Yeah, so that was paid. Uh, Called uh, Verizon, and they run a couple tests, and they're like, "Eh, no, everything uh, from your end that you're doing is right. Uh, It must be a problem with the signal coming into your box. So, unfortunately, they had to send somebody out, which takes a day. Mm -hmm. So, we had no internet for a full day. um, And you had the
2: most productive day of your life. (laughs) No, it was a
0: harrowing experience to not have internet uh, for that whole day. TV, no problem, but the the internet, uh, that was rough. So, Uh no internet for the day. A guy comes over on Sunday morning uh, two weeks ago, and he's checking the outside box. And he said, there's no signal coming into your box that uh, goes to your house. So he goes and checks from the source, which was down the street. I don't know some telephone pole and mm-hmm. checks that out. And
2: that sounds was like good. a cable internet pole, not a telephone yeah. pole.
0: Yeah, <laughs> cable internet pole. Uh-huh. So that was fine. Uh, so he follows the wire into my backyard and realizes that that wire was dug up and chewed in half. So, uh
1: oh by a squirrel. By a squirrel. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
0: he goes to me and he says, "I found the source of your problem." Um somehow something has dug up uh the in your backyard has dug up the wire and chewed the wire in half, and that's why you're not getting any internet.
2: So he told you exactly what happened. Yes. Uh I thought that when you were you were telling us what he told you that he was going to tell you something different because I didn't see the value in you repeating exactly what you just said. No, well, it turns out the guy's story checks out. It does check out, yeah. yeah so okay. I just
0: wanted to reiterate. All so right. he says that, but he says that, and he's kind of giving me the wink, wink. He said something yeah. has
2: it's uh, dug up. He's not allowed to say your dog has done it.
0: Well, he could say that. But yeah, but said, they're not allowed to. He's, had
1: he had he met London? Oh, at this point? he had
0: met London. London had greeted him at the door, and uh, you know, in our typical fashion of ta- trying to tackle any guests that we have in a loving manner. Uh, so uh, he said, uh, "You know, this these things could happen um, by a, a high energy uh, pet like a dog uh, or the, or something, uh, a large rodent mm-hmm. in the back. Um, you better hope it's the dog uh, who might have dug it dug it up." Uh-huh. Uh, but he said you know if it was your if it was your fault or one of your pets fault this is a thousand uh, dollar incident no because way. this utility has to come out and they got to redig the the hole uh-huh. uh, so this becomes a, a an issue so he says somehow a large rodent got in the backyard
1: rodents of unusual size <laughs> yeah
0: and dug up this wire
2: finally if you have an rous problem uh you really need to take care of that
0: rous
1: rodents of unusual size okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. although
2: i don't think they exist <laughs> well
0: fortunately uh correctly realized that it was a rodent of an unusual size mm-hmm. who dug up this mm-hmm. because uh had it been something I or my dog was uh, responsible for, right. it would have been a thousand dollars. Do you ever
1: think that the universe is sending you signs? I just feel like you know this happening and then Lisa talking about going on vacation and unplugging. It's like the universe is just like trying to get <laughs> yeah. you to unplug.
2: Yeah, good call. Good I
0: think call the universe it. was telling me to train my dog. Is what <laughs> I thought the universe was can, saying.
2: Can I offer? Can I offer a theory? Yeah. I suspect that your cat is responsible. Oh, <laughs>
1: could be cat. to blame the dog to get yeah. the dog in trouble. Yeah, the right. cat
2: wants to get like, like the cat is like he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry. Although it's a she. It, it is a
0: she. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I get so confused.
0: Yeah. So fortunately, uh, the the nice man at Verizon uh, determined that it was a some sort of rodent, and he couldn't determine mm-hmm. how uh, the, the wire was dug up and chewed in
2: half hmm although we have 17 uh, Verizon executives that listen to this show <laughs> and three people at Miss Utility, so now you're busted. Well, it,
0: like I said, it, it was some sort of rodent of unusual size back mm-hmm. there. So. I love how
2: he's just throwing that around like that's a, uh, a phrase that he knows where it comes from.
0: Well, I just learned it. Uh, so that was, um, that can was I, interesting.
2: Can I make another movie reference? Yeah. It was like Fight Club uh, where he was saying he couldn't say that it's your dog. And, like in Fight Club, when, when they uh, blow up his, his luggage and say that he had a particular item in a suitcase, and the guy's explaining to him, he's like, I'm not allowed to say that it's yours, but and right. he's like, I don't have one of those. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that I did see that movie too. Add it to the list. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I that did that reference did not. Well, that's what you guys was, was doing. Your
2: guy was following the Fight Club yeah. uh, luggage. And strip. I
0: appreciate this guy. I I, I am a oh. Verizon fan now.
2: Yeah, now you are for sure.
0: Because uh, you know that that thousand dollars would have been tough to find.
2: Although if you gave me fifty bucks, I could have fixed. It. <laughs> you pro Well,
0: you probably could have. But you, when you've heard the commercials, if you're digging, you got to call Miss Utility. The
2: digging's already done. That's true. It was <laughs> it was
0: done. It was done. I uh, I've got a animal that can dig for sure. No, uh, you have a rodent. Problem. Rodent, right? You need right. To,
2: you need to stick to the script That's here, good buddy. Yeah.
0: That's good point. Well, speaking of uh, animals, and uh, I don't know whether you'd call a bobcat a rodent or not.
1: No, probably uh, it,
0: not.
2: Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: well. That smooth transition into... Uh, there mm-hmm. was a bobcat.
1: Ollie.
0: Ollie is the bobcat's name. Loose from the zoo roaming around Rock Creek Park this past mm-hmm. week. And I, I literally... I, I was scared to run. I didn't run.
2: I, I like to frequent Rock Creek Park. I thought Creek it was Park. a baby one, wasn't it? Was it well, big? It
0: was, it was 25 pounds. That's so small. So small. That's, that's is like small. half
2: the size of your dog. That's very, very
0: true. So... That is surprisingly small. Uh, was it a? It, it, I thought it was a full-grown bobcat, but mm. maybe they. No, maybe it's they, a baby. Okay, so they they do become larger, but still, <laughs> but still, I would not want to run in. If I'm doing a run in Rock Creek Park, the last thing I want to run into is a 25-pound bobcat.
2: I so. would I would rather not run into a 125-pound bobcat. <laughs>
0: I'd probably rather so, not that. Yeah, right. so that would be... That would be worse.
2: Yeah, that would be the last but thing.
0: But I did not run in Rock Creek this past week. Joanna, did you run
2: in Rock Creek?
1: No, I don't live anywhere near Rock Creek anymore. Okay. All right.
0: Joanna,
2: yeah. um, do you think we have any biology teachers that listen to this show?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we do. All
2: right, well, I apologize to all the biology teachers. <laughs> Uh, for Farley's 17 mistakes in that last statement <laughs> about uh, animals. About
0: the bobcat or about the, the dog or the rodent? All of them. All probably. of it. And yeah.
2: Everything that you've said about biology has probably uh, really offended uh, your high school biology teacher. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, I don't even remember if I took biology in high school. Do you have to take It sounds biology like in you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, ro- the but the, the, the bobcat was on the loose, and good news everybody can go back to running in rock creek park it has been captured
1: yeah they put out a bowl of milk
0: they put out a bowl of milk i think it went back to the zoo it did they yeah. found it in the zoo yeah they found it back in the zoo um I, I i think it was maybe on the loose for four or five days or something like that yeah i mean how bowl, did it get out i think it i think there was uh some sort of you know uh, there there was some sort of like gate left open or do
2: you think that do you think that um it played like a an elaborate trick on the zookeeper no i do i
0: I think that it was probably just following his natural instincts and just trying to get out um and then head to rock creek now all of a
2: sudden he's charles darwin
0: (laughs) and probably found out that it was a lot easier to get food and water and milk it's domesticated uh, at at the at the zoo than it was out there in the wild
2: Joanna, was that a joke about the bowl of milk Yes. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, the the.
1: Because <laughs> cats like bowls of milk. <laughs>
2: yeah, Farley doesn't know a bobcat's a cat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought
0: it was a rodent. rodent. Right. <laughs> well, the the. I'm wondering what, it, because it does eat like. It actually does eat rodents and snakes and might eat your dog, too. I'd, so I
2: tell you, oh, well, mine is the dog part. You should yeah. get a bobcat in your backyard, and then you, your cable will never go well, out. Well,
0: I don't think they're domesticated. I really don't think they this are. This one different. sounds it like sounds it is. Like it is. No, I don't think so. But it was able to, to make it back to the zoo. So uh, Rock Creek Park uh, is, again, a safe place to run. So that's your public service announcement for the week.
2: Thanks, Pace the Nation. So I want to give a shout-out to Dr. Beck. Who listened to the show yesterday? Mm-hmm. Uh, while he was walking his dog, nice heard that my back was hurting and sent me a, a note and asked if I wanted to make an appointment. Wow, uh, that's the
0: way. It, that's the way this should work. It was a bat signal to Doctor yeah. Beck.
2: Yeah. Nice. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go today to to see Doctor Beck and and uh, maybe he can do something for my back here, uh, which he actually is feeling much better than it was last week. I was telling you before the show. Uh, but I could still get some uh, professional guidance on this. Um, yeah, I mean you
0: were—I mean you were in pain the entire Boston
2: weekend. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It did—it did affect my uh, my my uh, my trip, but you know I still made it. Yeah, you soldiered through. Mm-hmm. But anyway, shout out to Doctor Beck, uh, and um, let's make an appointment at noon. Uh, whatever day you're walking your dog and listening to this show. <laughs> 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 it's the only way that I will communicate with him. I don't write him back. All
0: right. Well, finally, uh, I, I mentioned something about uh, the running store industry. I, I think we've talked about on the show, the Finish Line, which is a mall-based store, bought up all these specialty run stores across the country, 70 of them actually, uh, including locally here at Georgetown Running Company, Chevy Chase Running Company. Uh, and then they try to operate them similar to what a Pacers Running would do or one of your other favorite specialty run stores.
2: That's my only favorite is oh, Of course,
0: that's good answer. But anyway, they were not able to duplicate what a store like Pacers Running does and do oh. the community fitness and the community retail. Yeah. Uh, and they exited the business this past week and sold the series of 70 stores. Finish Line sold all the 70 stores to... A firm called Critical Point Capital, mm-hmm. um, and it looks like they're some sort of liquidator. So uh, I thought that was uh, interesting that um, you know a big box store could not run your local community uh, running store. So it was sort of a win for the the specialty run channel uh, to show that it does take local ownership and operators uh, to really connect with the community. And that's really what resonates, uh, with the runners out there. Uh, so we'll see what happens to all those stores. I don't know whether they're going to, you know, resell them, close some down or, or, or what they're going to do. But, um, it's, it's just been an interesting couple of years here in specialty run retail and, uh, finish line is getting out of the, the retail, especially run business. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. And additionally, guys, this podcast is brought to you by the new book by Matt Sensowitz, Like Father, Like Son. Uh, We, of course, talked a lot about the book last week on the program. You can get your copy of Like Father, Like Son on Amazon. Just go to Amazon click Sensuit's book or search Sensuit's book, and you can order your copy today. We also will have uh, books in Pacers Running uh, very soon. All right, good show, guys. Episode 92 in the books. Thanks again to Lisa Reeves for joining us. She, of course, is the race director for all Pacers Running races. The first race, February 5th, first down 5K. And February 12th, love the run you're with 5K in Arlington thanks for everybody who submitted questions great questions today appreciate your interaction with the show thanks to our co-host Joanny e. russo and williamy e. dox for pace the nation i'm chris farley we will see you next week
3: voice sounds funny.
1: Really? I, I'm kind of like in love with the way my voice sounds. <laughs> yeah, you're a little creepy actually.
2: There's a, there's a first window fan. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, where's the barricade? <laughs> no, seriously, barricade her out. I'm doing that next time. <laughs>